The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to It Came From The Radio, the official show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. Um, with me, courtesy of the East Meadow Public Library, for our 32nd, I got it right this time, 32nd live show in front of a studio audience on Zoom, social distancing, we have our very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Man Serrano. What's up, Mark? Okay. We have You're the our, last person on earth that should be doing anything technological like this at all. <laughs> it's all courtesy of the East Meadow Public Library, so that's all them. Thank I'm just, God. I'm just talking. We Thank have, God for the East Meadow Public Library. <laughs> we have our very own senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Hey, fun seekers. How's everyone doing? <laughs> We we have from the life with Jen G, Jen Elise Feldy. Hello, fun seekers. I think that's going to be my new tagline. It's great people. It's great. And we hey, have Jen. and we have two count two and a half special guests for our show today. We have Marvin Wynn from the Edge comic. What's going? Woo! And MT from Heronburg. Hey. Hi, guys. Here we go. Greetings, assemblage. And who is, who is your, uh, your partner there so I can give uh, them a proper shout-out? Great. My lovely partner is Maurice. She uh, publishes her own comic and is one of our actresses. Maurice, M-A-U-R-I-C-I-A, Maurice. Yeah. Well, okay. Close enough. Yes. Close enough. I'm pronouncing it correctly. That's the important thing. Yes. Yeah. All right. But before we do any of that, we're going to take it away with the news. It's Morphin Time! The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, of which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 25 years of comic book myths and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Keep on looking on their website, so that way when the apocalypse is over, you can find out when their next convention is going to be. I think this is the longest apocalypse there's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I agree. This is the extended edition of the apocalypse. This is like Lord of the Rings extended edition apocalypse. <laughs> yes, you just keep oh on walking god. and walking, looking for or toilet just, paper. Just oh, oh my god, the toilet paper. <laughs> so we also have to mention our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning newly released movie Jared Burrell director, or director Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, Unji Kun, and Shadow Rabbit Art. 
If you guys want to have your own, <laughs> if you guys want to have your own little shout out, go to www.patreon.com. Look up It Came From Real in the search bar. And just for a dollar a month, you can get your shout out. We also have other uh, levels. The newest level is that of uh, for just $15,000. Jennifer, do you know what they get for $15,000? Sure, I keep forgetting. I, this coronavirus seems to have boggled my memory. Could you tell us? Sure, you can. And you still smell? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay, you don't have it. You're good. Smell garlic. Well, so long as you can smell, man. You get a day with co-host Jen Elise Feldy, consisting of two, count them, two prepared and cooked meals along with the recipes by and from her keys to live the life guidebook and a personal training workout session for you and a friend at her personal gym in addition to all the other perks so that means you also get to hang out with our very own dominic definition man sperano going to all the best complex stores and bars in new york right you're That's supposed true. to there you go That's all true. right that still means that i'm the ten thousand dollars she's five thousand we should up it to twenty thousand I can't go higher than fifteen. It we need twenty thousand. Make it twenty thousand yeah. if, if they're getting both of us. Yeah. That's not fair to her. <laughs> it can't. It doesn't let me go higher than that. All right, then uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure yes. it out. So let's take thousand and a five thousand dollar bonus. Ooh, there you go. So let's start off with the sad news. As always, we, we need to have a word with these people. They're undervaluing Jen. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, so we got to start off with the with the news. So Where let's do start we begin with the sad news. Sad it's news. It's all sad. Sad news. A lot of sad news this week. So legendary musician Richard Wayne. Just look Henning. around. It's all sad news. <laughs> legendary musician Richard Rich Richard Wayne Pennyman, better known know as Little Richard, him. died recently from bone cancer. Uh, this little news segment can do this performer no justice. He pretty much invented rock yeah. and roll and entertained the masses for decades with a plethora of music hits from most notably Tutti Frutti, Long Tail Sally, and Good Golly Miss Molly, just to name a few. Of note, Little Richard received the Cash Box Triple Crown Award, was inducted you ever hear into... The Moon version? I have not. So Little Richard received uh, the Cashbox Triple it's Crown terrible. Award, was inducted into the Georgia Music Hall of Fame, was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of the initial class of inductees, received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Rhythm and Blues Foundation, received the American Music Award of Merit, was inducted into the NAACP Image Award Hall of Fame, was inducted to the Songwriters Hall of Fame, was inducted to the Apollo Theater Hall of Fame, was inducted to the Louisiana Hall of Fame, was inducted to the Blues Hall of Fame, and received the Distinguishing Artist Award in 2019's Tennessee Governor's Arts Awards, among many other awards. Woo! <laughs> Charlie! Senior correspondent Charlie Saladino. I'm going to the way, too. R.I.P. Senior correspondent Charlie Saladino, you were yes. you were around when he was coming up. Do you have any uh, uh, a little insight on Little Richard? Uh, yeah, I, I've seen him live. Um, to me, here's where I get in trouble. To me, him and a couple other people, Chuck Berry and everything, they were the kings of rock of rock and roll, not Elvis. Elvis was the Messiah. 
Elvis brought rock and roll to the masses. Uh, but Little Richard, Chuck Berry, they wrote the songs that they performed. They, they actually, uh, I'm not going to say created rock and roll, but they put it out there for bands like the Beatles and uh, all those other British bands to, uh, you know, just love rock and roll. And, and of course, Elvis was out there to bring it, like I said, to the masses. But Little Richard was amazing. If you ever saw him in a concert, um, forced to be dealt with. Uh, very sad for me that he's gone. And so, millions of others. Yes. So he was a spry 87. Yeah. That's a good run. 87's a good run. So moving on from more sad news, because we got a ton. Uh, comic book and TV screenwriter Martin Joseph Pascal also died recently of natural causes. Marvin is perhaps best known for his work on Superman yeah. in various media, such as television, animation, the syndicated uh, newspaper strip, as well as the comic book. In addition to his work on Superman, Marvin worked on such TV series as, drumroll, blah, 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 uh, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, The Original Fantasy Island, The Twilight Zone, the second series, Max Headroom, Simon and Simon, and Roseanne, just to name a few. On the animated front, Martin worked on such shows as Thundar the Barbarian, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Exo Squad, Teen Wolf, Berenstein Bears, G.I. Joe, a real American hero, My Little Pony, Bucky O'Hare, and The Toad Wars, The Tick, and Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, just to name a few. Um, of note, speaking of Thundar, Martin was the guy who came up with the name Ukla the Mock. So do we have any uh, Thundar Barbarian fans? Uh, last night I watched uh, the first, yeah, last night I watched the first four episodes of Thundar in Marty Pasco's honor. I just wanted to re remember Princess Ariel as well, so. Yes, Princess Ariel, but. Um, as well as Ukla the Mock. Yes, that is correct. So that's kind of awesome. Um, he was a, a young 65. So moving on. Oh, from, my God. Don't when tell did Thunder of the stuff. Barbarian come out? Oof. That's, that's 1980. There we go. Good job. I'm just curious because, like, he had a laser sword, and I'm wondering who ripped off who. Okay, they ripped off Star Wars. Every, yeah, whenever there's a laser sword involved, it's, it's always Star Wars. I believe that they had the first laser sword, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Plus, like, the, he basically had his own Chewbacca. Yeah, really, in yeah. Sun, in, in, yeah, really, yeah. But, but, it okay. was, but it was different enough, and yeah. I love that show, I got to tell you. Um, moving on. For more, good show. more sad news. Great animation. Yeah. More sad news, more sad God. news. Legendary comedian and actor Jerry Kill Stiller also died recently and also of natural causes. Jerry appeared in such films as mm -hmm. The Taking of Pelham 123, Seize the Day, Hot Pursuit, Hairspray, Highway to Hell, Heavyweights, My Five Wives, that must be a good movie, Serving Sarah, The Lion King One and a Half, Heartbreak Kid, Zoolander, and its sequel, Zoolander Part Two, just to name a few. 
on the small screen, Jerry appeared in such shows as The Courtship of Eddie's Father, Love American Style, The Paul Lynn Show, The Original Love Boat, Heart to Heart, Simon and Simon, how about that? Two Simon and Simon people in one show, Trapper John MD, The Equalizer, The Original Equalizer, uh, Tales from huh. the Dark Side, Tadinger, Murder She Wrote, Law and Order, LA Law, Homicide Life on the Street, Touched by an Angel, The Teacher's Pet, Fish Hooks, The Good Wife, and How Murray Saved Christmas, just to name a few. Woof. Of course, Jerry is most famous for his role of Frank Costanza in the TV series Seinfeld. And You're the really role, not going to mention Seinfeld? I just did. And the role of Arthur oh Spooner God. in the 195 episodes of the TV show The King of Screens. Eh. Um, of note, Jerry is the father of actor Ben Stiller, for those of you who didn't know. Uh, senior correspondent Charlie Saladino. Yes. You have any uh, yes. Jerry Stiller uh, stories to share with us? Because once again, that was, that, was, that was your time. Sure do, back. Sure do. Sure do. Back in the day, uh, during the Ed Sullivan show, he was one, in one of the um, top uh, comedy teams of the day, Stiller and Mara, with his wife, Ann Mara, who appeared in a couple of episodes in The King and Queens with him. Um, Anne Mara died, uh, passed away a couple of years ago or a year ago, about, I don't know how long, but they were, um, they were pretty good as a, a comedic team. Uh, look forward to seeing them on the Ed Sullivan show whenever they were on. So, um, Anne is also the mother of Ben Stiller in case you're keeping tabs, but, uh, yeah, that, it's a big loss for the comic world. So he was a spry 92. I thought you were going to say you look forward to seeing yeah, him. That, that would have been funny. I thought, I thought the same thing, Jennifer. I thought the same thing. Here in uh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Here in Pittsburgh, uh, we've been celebrating oh, okay. Festivus for about 15 years. So. Festivus for the rest of I us. I celebrate exactly. Festivus every year. Uh Yep. My favorite part is the airing of grievances. I can't wait to end my hey, grievances Mark. against you this year, Mark. <laughs> Mark, do we have any happy news? Um, we have one nope. more sad news before we get to the not as sad news. <laughs> oh, God. So the last bit of sad news. a sturdy news. branch and a rope for myself. <laughs> last bit of sad news. Roy of Siegfried and Roy also died recently from the coronavirus. Uh, Roy was one half of the aforementioned magic duo, which headlined Las Vegas for many years up until 2003 when Roy was attacked by one of their famous white tigers during their performance. The attack severed Roy's spine, drained his blood, and severely injured other parts of his body, permanently impairing his motor and verbal abilities, essentially putting an end to their act. Of note, Roy was a co-creator of the animated series Father Pride on NBC in 2004, and uh, for those of you who weren't paying attention, Father and Pride was a primetime CGI series which centered on a family of white lions whom the father was part of the Sigrid and Roy show in Las Vegas. I, uh, I did not pay attention to that. I had no idea that even came out ever. I do remember that show. I didn't see it, but I, I remember it existing. You know, I don't, I'm suspicious of this man's death. I don't know if it was COVID. I think it might have been Carol Baskin. Mm. Terrible. I'm, I'm just saying. 
uh, he was he was a young uh, young seventy five or spry seventy five. He was a spry seventy five. Was he spry? I, you get mauled by a tiger. How spry are you? He was very. By the way, yes, Charlie Saladino. Yeah, that um, he did not have that tiger destroyed because the tiger was trying to protect him. Um, it, did a hell of a job. It, by draining his yeah, blood. Yeah. yeah, and um, I actually, I actually held that tiger when it was a little kitty cat. They came to uh, ABC and they had the uh, white albino tigers in the green room, and I sat on the floor with the both of them, and I was uh, definitely playing with them. And uh, powerful little cats, I could imagine being attacked by one of them when they grow older. Holy crap, Charlie. I had no idea. That's awesome. Be careful, yeah. Charlie. Carol Baskin will be coming for you now, too, because you were part of cub petting. Yeah. Well, I, I, job, I think that they, be they belong in the wild where they should be, you know. So. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move on to some uh, not as sad news. Not as sad news. You can't even graduate to happy. It's not as sad. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> the times we live in. From the Everything is Digital Now department, as mentioned in a previous show, San Diego Comic-Con, the biggest pop culture convention, had been canceled due to the ongoing pandemic. But like much other conventions that have been canceled their events, the San Diego Comic-Con has announced that they are moving forward with an online version of the convention. A video on their main page says, <clears throat> Coming soon. Free parking, comfy chairs, personalized snacks, no lines, pets welcome, badges for all, and a front row seat to Comic-Con at home. Um, as of this recording, no details have been given, but after seeing different various online cons, I think it's going to have plenty of panels and virtual meet and greets. Uh, in addition to that, San Diego Comic-Con has announced that their 2020 souvenir book, usually only available to people who actually attend the event, will be available as a free PDF to anyone who wants it. So that's, there's some good news, right? That's cool. Um, the people that are already anti-social are now having their one time of socialization per year ruined. So it's not great. But they get a free book. <laughs> yeah, and listen, we don't have to stand in lines. There's no standing in lines smelling guys B.O. So that's not bad. I didn't think of the wow. B.O. Oh, you, oh, the BO. public bathrooms. That's, that's also bad. Me. Yeah, that's what gets me. The well, line. You go. always measure a con by the food and the parking. So is this good for you or not good for you? Well, for me, my parking is great right now. Right. <laughs> the food, not so much. I need some better food. I recommend you go stock up. <laughs> that's good, good advice. We have a nutritionist on staff. She can guide you for this. Right here. For fifteen thousand dollars, yeah. Yeah. Fifteen thousand. <laughs> I'm pretty certain anything she could tell you to make, you wouldn't eat. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take that bet. <laughs> you sure? Uh, I, I, I see you eat. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't take that bet because I would lose it instantly. Um, oh, okay. Moving on. I, I've so never the, seen a vegetable grace your lips. I eat potatoes. Um, from the remake, the remake department, CBS has announced a new Equalizer TV series, which is a reboot 
of the original series, which ran for 88 episodes from 1985 to 1989. This is not to be confused with the movie Equalizer and its sequel, which is also a reboot of the series that had Denzel Washington in the lead role. Um, the new series will be produced and starring none other than Dana Owens, better known as Queen Latifah as <clears throat> an enigmatic woman with a mysterious background who uses her extensive skills to help those with nowhere else to turn. So this has to do with the movie Equalizer, right? Well, it's based on the TV series with the... <laughs> thanks, thanks. I can't see you wink. I'm reading the news. Don't make it harder for me. <laughs> the man can only do so much at one time. So, yes, Queen Latifah is going to be the new Equalizer. As the series is set to debut this fall. Well, you know, if you're good to Queen Latifah, she's good to you. As we found out in Chicago. I don't get the reference. You didn't watch the movie Chicago, did you? No, I did not watch the movie uh, Chicago. You should. It's good. I'll, I'll add it to my list. I got to really make a list of all the movies you haven't seen, which are fantastic, and all the movies you have, which are terrible. It's a long list. Oh, my God. Do you have enough paper for that, Dominic? <laughs> well, we got the internet now. I could just, you know, have a never-ending oh, word yeah, you file. Can type it up, yeah. I'll just type it up, you know. Yeah, there you go. All right, moving on. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, speaking of remakes, from the replay yesterday's game with today's graphics department, game company Activision announced that they are remastering Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 for release on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the PC. The remastered game will include the original levels, skaters, tricks, and modes, and soundtracks from the 20-year-old game with updated 4K resolution graphics running at 60 frames per second, as well as an updated better controls. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 will be available for 40 bucks, 39.99, with a special $100, 99.99, collector's edition featuring extra digital content and a limited edition Birdhouse deck, which apparently is the top part of a skateboard from Tony Hawk's skateboard company, Birdhouse. We have any uh, gaming fans on, on, the, on the panel? Right not. I don't understand that, why you would remaster that game one. Awesome. That game is awesome. It's the greatest yeah. game ever. I don't get why don't they just make a new Tony Hawk skating game. Why remaster it? Because they, they want to... They, they've all stunk. <laughs> there you go. That's they, There you go. They all stunk. Okay. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Parks in California filled up. Well, like, how many Maddens have they put out? The first one must have been terrible, but they just keep putting out a new Madden, right? Well, this this is a skater game. Uh, skating is isn't as popular as it was back in the nineties. So you have to refine okay. your audience, re re release right. the game, build your audience, okay. and then you. Really okay, I think right. I understand. All right, so let's see. They need a skater game because the parts are filled up. Oh, look at that! California's all filled up with. Skaters. I I I didn't have my drum my drum roll button ready, but good job. Uh, let's see. So we're gonna do we're gonna do this one. This one is just for uh, this is just for Dominic right here. Oh God! From the uh, last bit of news, from the it's just a movie, but is it really department? <laughs> Lucasfilm executive Matt Martin 
took a page right out of Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Man Serrano's book, while addressing fans' concerns over what is and what isn't considered canon in the Star Wars universe. Matt says, <clears throat> to summarize, there is a reason that we, meaning Lucasfilms, need to internally know what is and isn't canon so we can keep our line of official storytelling as aligned as possible. But that doesn't mean that fans can't individually pick and choose what they want to accept as true. It's all fake anyway, so you can choose to accept whatever you want as part of the story. He goes that on. That doesn't sound like him at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, he goes on. I'm waiting for you to say that this whole show. <laughs> he goes on to kind of lessen that statement by That's like Vince McMahon coming out saying, yes, you're correct. It's all fake. I, I predetermine it. That's it. I mean, like, that's, that's, the, that's the magician going, this is where I hid the canary. This is where I have my other canary. This is where the rabbit is. Like, you don't actually admit that it's all fake and made up. And yet he did. And yet he did. And the world keeps going in <laughs> pandemic time. You never break kayfabe. Yeah. Absolutely. So so he goes That's on like to kind of lessen the statement by saying, if you choose to only accept the real official canon, cool. If you like to mix and match between the continuities, cool. If you like to make up your own stories, also cool. Fans generally put too much emphasis on what the company deems official. If you like the animated version, then there's no reason to value it less because it's not canon, you know? I thought the animated versions are canon, though. <laughs> I don't know. Personally, I don't know what the hell is and isn't in anymore. It's just ridiculous. I'm just saying, like, the, anim all the animated me. from Clone Wars, if it wasn't canon, why'd they go and make a, another Clone Wars uh, uh, season? So, like, the Clone Wars, Rebels, and Resistance, I thought that was all to be considered canon. Quite frankly, I think it's more canon than anything else because Dave Filoni learned specifically from George Lucas. Maybe. It's just, like you said, Vince McMahon just kind of making it up as it goes along. That's true. I'm just saying, like, Dave Filoni, like, George Lucas taught Dave Filoni all the ins and outs of what the Force is supposed to be in storytelling. So that's why, like, all the stuff that he does, including The Mandalorian, is fantastic. And everything that J.J. Abrams did was terrible. Wouldn't that make Dave Filoni Triple H? Yeah, that's a good, yeah. Well, did Dave Filoni marry uh, George Lucas's daughter, though? Not yet. Not yet. You know, he's working on really it. Make <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for the news. So we're going to take our break, and we'll be right back with It Came From The Radio. Hi, this is Ellen Dubin, star of Lex, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Keep listening. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or a product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin is the place to go for your comics and gaming needs. We are now doing home delivery in Nassau County because new comics are back. 
So if you want the latest comics, back issues, comic book supplies, or magic cards, please call Chuck at 516-763-1133 for details. You can also contact us through our Facebook page. That's Cosmic Comics and Games, 516-763-1133. Thank you and stay safe. Meet Grimlock having fun on It Came From The Radio. Meet Greg Berger also. Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631 606 8166. Hi guys, this is Xenia Seberg who played Zev on the show Lex, and you're listening to It Came From the Radio. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516 221 9337. The Comic Book Depot. This is Brian Downey, Stanley Tweedle from the TV series Lex, and you're listening to It Came From Radio. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From Radio, the official show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Tora speaking. We're here with the entire group of our staff. We have the Life with Energies, Jenna Spelby, Senior Correspondent Charles Saladino, Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Man, Sperano, all here. And we have our guests, two really cool special guys. We have Marvin Wynn from the Edge comic and MT from Herrenberg with uh, Marussia. That's when you're supposed to say hi. Hey <laughs> hi, everybody. Well, uh, greetings from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. All right, so let's just, let's just start with the basics. How did you two guys meet? And what is your stuff about? Hey, Marvin, you want to go first? No, no, you can go ahead. Well, okay. Um, our uh, series is called Heroinburg. That's Superheroines in Pittsburgh. Um, and it started uh, three years ago as a live action uh, series. We've uh, produced and released 17 live action episodes with uh, superheroes and villainesses, all female. Uh, we like to call it... Uh, action, romance, comedy, and combat uh, in the finest spandex and capes. So it's an all-original universe set in Pittsburgh. And uh, yeah, so we started going to local conventions and also put out a comic book. And uh, online, we ran into Marvin, and uh, we started uh, sharing our uh, booths together at various conventions and collaborating on activities. So uh, Marvin uh, does the Edge comics, and he'll tell you more about uh, his comic book. We're both from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Very good, very good. Thank you. So The Edge is a kind of a throwback to uh, comic books from the 90s, X-Men 90s, Wildcats from Wildstorm. It's about a um, super serv- secret service type team that is hunting a character called Revenant. 
the basis of the edge is it's a super soldier type drug that gives you powers, but the more you use those powers, the more it can drain you and then it can kill you. Hmm. Hmm. So I'll talk about, can I talk about our premise? Uh, yeah, go right ahead. That's, it's all about you guys. <laughs> right. So that was Marvin's secret origin of his universe. Ours basically is that a dark meteor explodes above Pittsburgh and imbues uh, various uh, women with the uh, XX chromosome with uh, superpowers. Uh, some of them uh, go on to become uh, uh, heroines saving the city and banding together for justice. Others decide to use their powers for ill-gotten gains or for evil uh, destructive purposes. And uh, they, um, the, good, uh, the good ladies uh, form a heroin league um, to uh, band together and some of the bad ones uh, join in a group called the Black Faction and their uh, goal is to discredit the heroines and turn them back into vigilantes so that they don't have the endorsement of the city and the police department anymore. Uh, sitting next to me right here is Marisha Malvo. Uh, she is one of our uh, super heroines in the live action series. She plays Vendetta, the Italian uh, ninja. Uh, she represents Bloomfield, which is the Italian part of the city. Um, she's kind of a, a cross between the Huntress and Mockingbird, uh, as far as her powers and how she looks. Uh, you want to tell uh, people a little bit more about your character, Marisha? Well, um, I'm a mafia princess, and whenever I have confidence in myself, I'm completely unbeatable. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. Um, and yeah, and I get to use like cool Extreme Six and everything. It, it's just it's a, it's a blast. I love doing this. So yes, uh, Marisa also has her own comic called The Music Maker, which is, she's been putting out. And uh, she has her first issue here. And uh, yeah, so in addition to being one of our uh, prime actresses playing Vendetta in the series, um, she joins us at conventions uh, selling her comic alongside uh, me and uh, uh, Marvin. And uh, our comic, uh, which uh, is out right here, um, it's been out for a few months and uh, we're selling it in both stores around uh, Western Pennsylvania as well as around the country now. We have about a dozen stores uh, selling it across North America, including um, uh, three in New York City. And uh, people can actually order it online at our website. So basically, Heroinberg is a, both a live-action video series and a comic book at the same time. All right, so let's, uh, let's, let's break it down a little bit. The live-action series part, how do you find... Uh, people, how do you decide what character is for which person, which actress? Like, how do you find your talent? And how do you decide which person, who is the talent to be which character? Very good uh, question. So uh, we had a roster of characters. And uh, we started out by, um, I'm involved in the Pittsburgh music scene. So some of the first people we found uh, were members of uh, rock bands, essentially singers, guitarists, uh, and people from the music scene. And from then on, we kind of expanded to uh, other uh, uh, performance areas in Pittsburgh, um, people who uh, do uh, amateur theater, who do improv comedy, uh, people who do burlesque dancing, uh, people who uh, do belly dance. So all of these people uh, have different types of uh, performance talents. And uh, yeah, they put on the spandex and they play the, uh, the characters. And uh, we have, you know, fully realized uh, episodes and stuff like that. I can show you... Uh, here is a uh, lineup of a lot of the women who are in the series. These are just the heroines, none of the villains. But it, can show, it shows you kind of the diversity of what the characters look like. They're all very colorful in their costumes, which we design. 
And uh, in that picture, you can also see the police captain and the mayor uh, who are on the left side and the right side. Uh, they play important characters in the series as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, we found them uh, all around the city. And every single person in the series, including all the henchmen and the people who get beat up or various uh, secondary characters, everybody is from Pittsburgh. So now the second question I have is why only female superpowered people in your comic? Oh, okay. Well, thanks for asking that. So um, we've always been inspired by uh, superheroines uh, since we started collecting comics in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, a lot of the early stuff that we watched, you know, 1970s TV shows like uh, Wonder Woman, Bionic Woman, Electra Woman and Dinah Girl, um, Buck Rogers, things like that. And, uh, you know, kind of developed an interest in superheroines, uh, also early comics uh, drawn by people like George Perez, um, like New Teen, New Teen Titans. Um, you know, we liked uh, uh, heroines like Starfire and Raven. So uh, when we, uh, we left com the comic scene for a while, but when we got back to it in the mid-2010s, um, there was a lot of people doing uh, superheroine videos, but uh, not a whole lot of people doing original stuff uh, so um, around uh, 2016, we decided to throw our hats in the ring uh, and uh, produce stuff. Uh, I would say uh, one of the big things that uh, you might want to compare Heroin Bird to is um, Fun Force, which was a 1980s comic book of all female superheroes. It still exists today. It's based out of Florida. Uh, they have over 150 issues now, I think, something like that. And uh, the Fun Force people did their own uh, movies, uh, live action movies. So we're kind of patterning ourselves a little bit after them, except instead of being based in Florida, we're a, a, an all Pittsburgh uh, series instead. So Dominic, you have a, a question for uh, MT or Marvin? Well, I get that it's in Pittsburgh because you're from Pittsburgh. Do they ever expand outward to other cities? Uh, well, good question. Um, well, first of all, uh, We've, we're, we're working on some uh, crossovers in the comics. Marvin can tell you about the crossover between The Edge and Heroinberg um, as far as our universes. But yeah, as far as um, we, we don't, we don't uh, really show any other cities, but we do mention that there are superheroes in other cities. And we, might, uh, we actually did a, we're working on collaborations with a series in Australia, in Sydney, Australia, called The Superheroine Project. And so, um, and in fact, uh, this is a good point. Um, in our 13th episode, we did crossovers with five other uh, live action superhero series. And we used characters from those series in our episode. So basically, the superheroines were Skyping with uh, places like Portland, Chicago, London, uh, Italy, Sydney. And uh, we got glimpses of the heroines in those other cities, which are based from those other series. So we do recognize that, that, but in our in our universe, Pittsburgh is the center of superheroes because of the meteor explosion. So everybody looks to Pittsburgh as far as the largest amount of superheroes. Charlie, you have a uh, question for him. Charlie, did we lose Charlie? I see Charlie. Can we hear Charlie? Yeah, no, I, I, I do see have him a too. question. Okay, go ahead. Ask Marvin some stuff. How how hard or easy was it? I'm I'm very interested in this 
How hard or easy was it going from the comic book into production to the live series? What problems did you run into, if any? We did that backwards, actually, Charlie. Um, the, the live series ran for about two and a half years, and then uh, we decided to turn it into a comic book. Um, so it went, it went the other direction. But um, I've been friends with uh, 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 an artist who's been working for DC for a couple decades, uh, Jason Wright. And he was doing um, our character renderings. Um, this is his cover here. He's a colorist for DC Comics right now. He's on Metal Man. And before that, he was covering Green Lantern for a couple of years. Nice. So as far, and here are the stickers he made for us. So as far as uh, transitioning from the live action to the comics, uh, we, we basically found uh, people in Pittsburgh, such as Jason and our friends uh, Wayne Brown, uh, Benjamin Zeus Barnett, Marcel Walker, people who were uh, doing comic books in Pittsburgh, and we, uh, you know, brought them on to render these live-action characters in comic book form. So it actually went the other way around, which is, I would say, fairly unusual. Did, uh, did, you, um, did you have any problems with getting your renderings, or did you, did you have any... Uh, in other words, what I'm trying to say is, were you happy with the transition? Yes, actually, uh, it, the uh, comic book and the live action series work very well in tandem. Um, they have, of course, slightly different uh, fan bases. You know, the people who download the episodes are not necessarily the people who buy the comic books. But uh, what they do have in common is uh, they both like uh, superheroines, right? So it depends if they like them live or if they like them on the page. Um, we didn't really have a lot of problems. All we had to do was find the right comic book artist to render the uh, superheroes, the, the comic book uh, renderings look an awful lot like the actual actresses who are in the series. Um, for example, um, Marisha, uh, right behind her head is, uh, is a picture of Vendetta, the, the character that she uh, represents, and it looks a lot like her. So, uh, yeah, we found some really good artists in Pittsburgh. It's not always easy to find people who can draw superheroes in like an 80s and 90s style. Uh, we'll call it a little bit 80s good girl and 90s bad girl, kind of mixed together. But um, we found them, and uh, they're doing a really good job for us, uh, especially Jason Wright, too. So, Jennifer, do you have a uh, question for uh, the guys? Two-part question. One, would you consider making any heroines in baggy clothes or very out of shape? And number two, what storylines has this pandemic inspired you to write? The first answer to the question is basically no, we would kind of not. That's not our aesthetic, just to be perfectly honest. Um, so uh, if you're looking for the kind of, uh, thing, you know, the kind of, uh, I don't know, things that maybe you saw in the Birds of Prey movie, eh, not so much. But um, uh, as far as the second, uh, the, the second thing, uh, as, uh, we haven't had any uh, pandemic-related uh, stories. Um, but uh, we are working on a story involving a virus, which is more like a nanobot tech virus that infects some of the heroines. And uh, the black faction, who are the evil guys, use that virus to attempt to control some of them and turn them into uh, like machine-oriented machine, uh, creatures. Uh, so we'll have to see how that one plays out. But uh, basically, imagine if you transformed uh, uh, you know, a superhero into uh, somebody who looks a little bit more like Ultron. That's kind of what it's going to be looking like. So, so yeah, not a, 
Elon Musk be involved in that? <laughs> no, but um, in fact, we have an evil Elon Musk. Uh, he's a guy uh, who uh, was uh, injured by one of the superheroines in the midst of a battle, and uh, they, uh, he, you know, he was cast aside. They didn't care about him, and he felt very rejected. So he decided to become an evil uh, helper to the black faction and help them devise uh, deadly weapons to destroy the heroines. Uh, his name is Craniac, so uh, Brainiac, except with a C, right? And, uh, and uh, yeah, he devises a lot of the weapons that the evil guys use to attack, and he's, he's putting together this virus, <laughs> which is a technovirus rather than a biological one. Hmm, I'd like to see Elon Musk's response to that. <laughs> yeah, I think so, I could answer uh, your, your two-part question. One, yes, we do have uh, plus-size characters in the mm -hmm. Edge. And the second question, the Edge works like a virus. And actually, when this all started, my our tagline was the infection spreads. And I had to stop using it because it, it didn't work anymore. Because <laughs> of timing, man. That's, that's rough timing. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if you were, if you go back on some of my Facebook posts, you'll see continuously hashtag the, the infection spreads, the infection spreads. And I'm like, I can't use that anymore. It's, it's not, it's not good. I'm on your page right now. <laughs> wow. So what's your new tagline going to be? Our new tagline. We don't know yet. We're trying to, uh, Jay Feldy is awesome. Yeah. Generally Feldman is the best. How about that? <laughs> uh, we're testing out a few. You see, uh, I've tried out a few hashtags here and there. Indie network. Uh, and a few other ones, or just okay. the edge. So, Marvin, how do you and the edge work with Harrenberg's uh, company? How, do, how, does that, how does that mesh up together? Because it's two different things, and now you're working together. Right. Well, uh, like MT said, that we uh, do conventions together, we, do, we travel together, we go to stores together, but um, we are working on a, a kind of crossover in, in, in two pieces, which will bring over some of the characters from Harrenburg. And then later on, we're going to have a mashup with multiple indie uh, comic characters. Uh, the, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that uh, since issue one, we've been building to something where one of our characters interim, she's able to open uh, time portals. And some of the portals, uh, when she was younger, she didn't close and things are sort of start coming through those portals. And it's going to be a situation where things are going to start merging and we're going to need a bunch of characters to help close those portals and stop what's coming. All right. See, now I, you brought up portals. You know what I'm going to ask? Go for it. Are you upset that the Avengers Endgame decided to make a big thing out of portals? So now you with the pandemic, you're, you got a strike against you. Now you got portals coming from the biggest movie of all time against you. you like, every idea I come up with... Well, I mean, it, it gets worse than that because some of the stuff that uh, some movies and things have gone, have rolled over some of the things I had to do and I had to change it. But I think the portal things will stick because it's a little different in that these aren't portals aren't really helpful after the fact. And we're dealing with characters who don't have any control over their power. So what happens if you've left something, let, you left a door open for 30 years, something's going to come through it. Dude, you might want to check your house, make sure it's not bugged by like Disney or something, <laughs> stealing your ideas. So, I mean, it's, it's, we, we're, where we're going is uh, we're slowly inter introducing origins to the, to the characters as the story goes. And we're actually at one time going to travel to Interim's home, which is her entire village where she came from is 12 hours ahead in time. 
because of those portals are still open. Interesting. So what do you come up with uh, an idea like that? What was your inspiration? I'm going to, were you just one day just sitting around, I'm going to make a story about this, or did you have plans and seeds throughout all these years? I think it was more of the seeds thing. I, I think that a lot of it has to do with, like I said, the inspiration from those books from the 90s and how you had high adventure, good art, and a lot, a lot of things that are connecting across across different fields and you're trying to mesh everything together. I think it's just an, an encompassing of just walking around, talking to people and, and, and seeing what kind of things that people are interested in. One of, one of our main things of our shows, we usually focus on the independent artist, writer, creator, such as you guys. Um, I love asking this question because I always am interested in what I get. So as we know that there's no money in comic books. <laughs> There so is why. No. <laughs> so why did you decide to go into the comic book world? What? 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 Why? Marvin. Marvin. Okay. I mean, it's 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 fun. I mean, I I think that that's where it comes down to is that if you get into a situation of something that is not a job, it's a hobby. You want to have fun, and you want to you want to be able to see people's eyes light up when they see the, a new book or you get a post on Facebook or a message in, in your email saying that people are really enjoying these things. So you're, you're not really looking for that big payday. You're not, you're not really trying to talk McFarlane it, but I mean, if someone came up to me and said, Hey, we want to make these toys. We want to make these movies. I'm not going to say no. So you have that, that level that you're ready and willing to sell out. <laughs> <laughs> but you're happy with what you have. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm 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 very comfortable in, in in what we're doing. I mean, like you said, that there's no money in it, but I mean, you're you're making something. You're getting something out of it, whether it's some money, some excitement, some adventure. I mean, life isn't forever, so I mean, if you can get some joy out of it, why not? No, that's that's. I wish I had my applause button for that one. Um, it's social media time. So where can people find your stuff? What websites, um, what promotions you guys have going on? Do it all right now. So who wants to go first? You want to jump, Manny? Or uh, yeah, I can go first. Uh, thanks. So uh, just to build on what uh, uh, Marvin said, though, um, yeah, we, we basically do it for fun. Um, making these videos is a ton of fun. Making the comics is also a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, in fact, us interacting socially, whether it's online or in person at cons or, you know, when we're doing a film shoot, all of that is a lot of fun, as Marisa can attest to. Um, so our uh, social media, we have uh, our website, which is heroinberg.com. Uh, we also have uh, Facebook, DeviantArt, and uh, YouTube, which is all called Heroinberg. And uh, what the YouTube has, it has hundreds of clips from our, our, our long-form episodes. So you get to see um, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, outtakes, character intros, and, of course, the trailers for all the episodes. And uh, we also have a Twitter as well, which is Heronberg1. I'm not sure why we did that, but that's how it is. <laughs> but everything else is just called Heronberg, so easy to find, easy to search. Uh, also, Marisha has uh, her comic book uh, as well. Um, it's musicmakercomics.com, comics, C-O-M-I-X. Um, and uh, she has one issue out so far. Uh, I do, too. I mean, well, you can order two. Um, oh, you have two, that's yeah, right. Yeah, it's, um, okay. if you want an issue two, you can order off of the Music Maker Comics mm. website. Um, and just a little 
little hook that uh, we've been selling. Um, I've been working with uh, an artist uh, from Mexico, actually. I'm the writer, he's the artist, and then we have a separate letterer. Um, what's kind of interesting about the music maker is that we actually have QR codes within the story itself so that you can scan it with your phone and listen to sounds and music that's actually going on in the story. So, yeah, and that's, that's our spiel. That's really cool. That's Soundtrack really cool. goes along with the comic, yeah. Nice Manny, idea. Manny, websites, all that fun social media stuff. Oh, is that, was that for me? Are you, you're talking to me, you mean me? Yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> you mean <Manny>. Marvin? <laughs> Marvin, yeah. So we're um, theedgecomic.com. We are uh, The Edge Comic on Facebook and Instagram. On Twitter, it's Marvin Wynn. And right now, if you um, get onto our store, uh, theedgecomic.eswid.com. You can download uh, issue number one of The Edge digitally using the code ICF The Edge for free. Um, when you get the email, you'll have a 10% off coupon for anything else on the store. And right now, I'm going to announce that we are going to be releasing The Edge number 10 on July 7th. That is awesome. And I apologize for calling you by the wrong name because I'm doing eight different things right now. Yep. So you can order directly um, our comic book directly from our website. If you can't find it in a store um, near you, you just go to heroinwinderb.com, drop down on comic book and uh, order it directly. We mail it directly to people's houses. And if uh, you do order it directly, you'll get it uh, signed by uh, the writer and the cover artist, as well as a whole bunch of uh, free stickers and swag coming with it. So, Marisa, I have to ask you, did you get into being an actress first or a comic book writer first? Oh, boy. No, that's a tough one. You, um, have, you have less than five minutes. <laughs> uh, I have no I idea. Put pressure at the woman. Why don't you, Mark? I into, like, the actor thing because I always consider myself so much more of a comic book writer and everything. It wasn't, if it wasn't for Manny, I wouldn't even be doing the acting thing, honestly. And it's just, yeah, it just, it's been tough. All right, fair enough. So we have less than five minutes to go. So we're going to do our final thoughts because we have everybody on the panel. So let's start off with a senior correspondent, Charles Saladino. Do you have a final thought for us? Um, well, first of all, I, I'd like to thank these wonderful guests from coming, uh, coming here from the home of the Pirates and uh, wonderful Pittsburgh. And um, oh my God, go on their websites, go on their social media. And, and buy their product. It's, it's amazing. Dominic, Definition Man's Brown, do you have a final thought for us? Everything is online today, so go out and buy some comic books online, especially these two comics. Yep. Jennifer, do you have a uh, final thought for us? As always, be your own hero, because that's all you got at the end of the day. You, yourself. Take care of yourself. MT, do you have any final thoughts for us? Um, yeah, support indie creators in this time, uh, especially uh, in the little short period where uh, you don't have uh, Diamond Comics uh, sending anything to stores. Uh, support indie creators online. Uh, support your comic books by indie uh, comics from the stores if they have a pickup or curbside. And uh, just in general, just to support uh, independent art. Uh, and uh, we'll leave you with our, uh, our other tagline, Heroines Assemble.
<laughs> Marisa, do you have a uh, final thought for us? Final thoughts. Um, yeah, just check out our websites and everything. You will not be disappointed. All right, Marvin, you get the final, final thought. Marvin, do you have any final thoughts for us? So, I mean, if we got any creators out there listening, just keep creating. Keep making people smile because that's, that's what's going to get us all through this thing. So my final thought is this. I met you guys 100 years ago, and, it's, and I'm glad to have you on this version of the show because you were supposed to come to the studio and be a guest. But you know, the, way, the way the coronavirus is, at least we managed to do this. Um, I appreciate Thank you guys you. doing this. Much continued success. I'm looking forward to looking into all of this stuff. So much continued success. Make sure everybody goes to the website, buy all this stuff, get the special discount that you mentioned because that's awesome. Um, check out the videos. Um, I think that's, uh, that's pretty much it. So that about does it for this week on It Came From The Radio. Hey, Mark. Yes, Stina Correspondent, Tyler Saladino. I just want to say one thing because I haven't seen her in a while. Thanks for getting me healthy. I'm, I'm loving it. You are amazing. Aw, aw, good, good. I want an update. What were your 24-pound loss last time we talked? Uh, we're, we're up to 27 and going up on that. Yeah. You lost weight and you lost your hair. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so that now about does it for us on It Came From The Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio show. If you miss any part oh. of this show, go to our website, www.itcamefromtheradio.com. The archives will be up in a week or so. Check us out on our YouTube page, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. I want to do a special shout out to uh, Kelly Gordon and the East Metal Public Library for our 30-second live show. Um, we're going to have Yay. our next live show will be on June the 10th. And we will have a, a guest artist there as well. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, for everybody, for coming. And let me get this ready. And we'll see you uh, next time. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.